Gandhi was cremated in a traditional ceremony attended by thousands of grief-stricken Indians, and his ashes poured into urns and sent across India. Some remain in shrines to this day. Gandhi lived what he taught, and his philosophy of peaceful resistance and strength through non-violent action has inspired millions. On the anniversary of his death every year, schools around the world observe a day of non-violence and peace in his memory. within that gives it value. Place doors and windows in a house. It is the opening that brings light within. Set spokes within a wheel. It is the emptiness of the hub that makes them useful. Therefore, be the space at the center. Be nothing, and you will have everything to give to others. Your feet tread heavily on the ground. Have you a burden, grasshopper? It is my thoughts that carry the weight, Master. I have been in the marketplace. All the men there argue and fight. There is no peace. Why does that trouble you when your home is here? We want all men to know peace. It is written in the Tao Te Ching. Under heaven, all can see beauty as beauty, only because there is ugliness. All can know good as good, only because there is evil. Therefore, having and not having arise together. Difficult and easy complement each other. High and low rest upon each other. Front and back follow one another. But, Master, do we not want all men to know our peace, our joy? Would you make the whole world a temple? Be like the sun, and what is within you will warm the earth.
It's time for Kuntz's Corner. Today's message. We cannot change circumstances, seasons, or the wind, but we can change ourselves. You must take personal responsibility. You cannot change the circumstances, the seasons, or the wind, but you can change yourself. That is something you have charge of. Jim Rohn. Everything begins with personal responsibility. I have scoured the personal development sphere for a basic premise different than this one, and it just simply doesn't exist. I am therefore the opinion that this element is the foundation for all personal improvement. Circumstances, they come and go. They change as often as the ebb and flow of the tides. And sometimes circumstances are good, and sometimes they are at the polar opposite end of the spectrum. And they can sometimes be almost unbearable, as in a personal family, country, or even global tragedy. Like the seasons, we really have almost no control over circumstances. Circumstances just are. They are neither good nor bad. It is only the value we assign to the circumstances that determines our response to them. Seasons can be likened to circumstances as well. Some people love the summer and detest the winter. For others, it's the opposite. They love the winter and detest the summer. We can no more change the seasons than we can change the wind that blows when and where and how hard it wants, when it wants, whether we want it to or not. The one thing, the only thing we have complete control over is ourselves. As human beings with the capacity to think and reason, these elements that separate us from the rest of the animal kingdom are ours alone. No other creature has the capacity to do what we so often take for granted. For example, what direction do the great northern geese fly in the winter? Exactly. They fly south, not sometimes, but every time. They have no choice. Their minds are ruled by instinct. We, on the other hand, are free to travel any direction we choose. We have choice, the ability to reason, and the capacity to decide on the best direction and course of action for our lives. Once we admit that we have choices, we reclaim our personal power to make the changes necessary for the attainment of our desires. We regain the capacity to both set and achieve goals. We realize in that instant that we always had the capacity and simply needed to rediscover it. Personal responsibility can be one of the most liberating experiences for a human being. It can also be one of the most terrifying. How can a personal decision, the decision to take personal responsibility for our own lives, be both liberating and terrifying at the same time? The dichotomy exists because of choice. Once liberated, we begin to understand the choices we either didn't or couldn't see previously. This is where freedom originates. However, we are also, with the acknowledgement of our ability to choose, forced to look at all of the convenient excuses we have made up until now to justify our decisions, our progress, and our results. Once we decide to take personal responsibility, we can no longer conveniently blame circumstances, situations, or things. We are forced to look in the mirror, and sometimes we don't like what we see. This can be terrifying for our ego. Remember, its job is to protect us. The great news with this revelation is this. The mirror is simply a reflection of whatever we are doing within ourselves. And we can change our reflection by changing what we focus on and what we are doing internally. When we shift from focusing on what we don't want 
to what we do want, we begin to take actions required to bring more of what we do want into our lives. We can take charge of ourselves, our thinking, and our actions. We do so by taking responsibility, personally. Personal response ability. We do it by becoming response able. Believe completely, dare greatly, achieve accordingly. Make it an incredibly amazing day. Happy Friday, everyone. Wishing you the very best. Take care. Oh, thank you. So this afternoon, I come to you with probably the most precious gift that's ever been given to me. And it was given to me by one of our very own here on Anchor. It's a poem. And it was written by Paul Omani, a poet living in Cork Island, as a request from me for the birth of my first grandchild. I reached out to Paul and I said, Paul, we're having a reveal party this weekend where I'll find out the sex of my grandchild. And I don't care whether it's a boy or a girl, I just know that it's going to be a real gift. It will represent the gift of life. I said, if you would consider writing a poem about the gift of life for me, I would be forever in your debt. And he did. And when I read it, it brought tears to my eyes because it's so beautiful. I'm going to share it with you now. Sorry for being a bit emotional, but it really did stir my soul in a way that I didn't expect. The poem is titled, The Gift of Life. Paul honored that for me. My little egg, you precious shell of life, within you dwells all you need ever grow into your spirit, into the finest silk. My little one, you petal from a flower that blooms wherever nectar's found, life's your spirit along the fruitful way. My little seed, you'll germinate and sprout so many glorious dreams each day beyond your spirit. The gift of life is born by Paul Omani, a poet living in Cork, Ireland, written in honor of my grandchild. What an amazing gift. What an incredible human being. I'll forever be in Paul's debt for this. I've already let him know how much this means to me. But if you guys would reach out to him too and just tell him how cool this was that he did this for me, it would really make my day. I have a feeling it would make his day as well. So thank you in advance. I really do appreciate it. I hope you guys are having an amazing Friday. The reveal party's tomorrow. I'm really looking forward to it. It should be incredible. And that's it for now. Thanks for listening. So Miss Jennifer, just Jennifer, I have a special little segment up over on my channel. I would ask that you help me share it. The segment is about two gifts. The first gift is the gift of friendship. That's the gift of my dear friend Paul Amani. And the second gift is the gift of life. And that's the poem that Paul wrote for me for the birth of my first grandchild. 
my daughter's first child. So if you would help me share that, it would mean a lot to me. And I know how much you love Paul anyway. I'd like to get him all the glory we possibly can for what is just, I mean, and in, here you go, you need to know this. This was his first draft. When I read it, I started bawling like a baby and I told him he was done, it was good. So anyway, thank you. So for those of you who know Alita McDaniel, she needs no introduction. But for those of you that don't, this brief introduction to her call-in regarding the segment Paul Amani created for me, the poem he created for me, that captures the essence of a brilliant gift of life is about to be completely blown away with support by this message from Alita McDaniel. Wait till you listen to this message. If this message doesn't move you, then you need to reach down and see if you have a pulse. If you ever wondered what Alita was made of, who she is as a human being, what's at the heart of her soul, then let me tell you what. Take a listen here, and you're going to know. You're going to know more than you ever could have possibly imagined about who Alita is because of the way she expresses herself in this following segment where she calls in to wish me well, to tell me to enjoy this special, special time in my life and the life of our family. The birth of a first grandchild, my daughter's first child. Wow. Blown away. Blown away. Thank you, Alita. Thank you. Hey, Bobby, just wanted to call in and congratulate you on this little one, as well as to send a just little message of blessings and prayer. I know that from your heart, it is pure and divine love that comes through in everything that you do. And I'm confident that the soul who has chosen to inhabit this little body that is going to grow up into an incredible being of light here in this physical plane has chosen you all for the sake of understanding greater compassion and embracing the wisdom that you all will bestow upon it. And I'm also thankful that this new little being has chosen you all because I understand that for the sake of the greater good, this little being is coming into this world for the sake of helping us to grow as well. So as it learns from us, we will learn from it. Much blessings. Okay, in this segment I'm about to create, that's Tom Bilyeu interviewing Lisa Nichols. They're talking about connection and spirituality. And then Lisa Nichols blows his mind with her answer. Take a listen here. This is really powerful stuff. I'm going to record two segments because there's probably about 10 minutes worth of material here. And I'll just put them back to back. Okay, here we go. 
That is consciousness. Yes. Consciousness is very important, but it means nothing without action. True. We got a whole bunch of conscious stuck people. They conscious. They know it all. They know all the awareness. They know affirmations. But Joan Baez says that action is the antidote, antidote, antidote for despair. Lisa Nichols adds, action is the prescription for success. How can you have one word, one theory, be the, the, the antidote for something while being the prescription for another? That's a powerful something. Action. Will Smith said it when he was inter being interviewed by Tavis Smiley. I'm just, I'm going to work harder than the next guy. If, I, if, I, if I'm on a treadmill, I'm going to die on a treadmill. Like, I get it. I was in South Africa, and this gentleman uh, was translating in Swahili to, from another gentleman. And the gentleman asked me, was I going to go to the, the party that night? And I said, I'll try to make it. And he went to go back and tell him, he goes, are you going to go to the party? And I said, I I'll tell him I'll try to make it. And he went to translate again. He turned back and goes, are you going to go to the party? And I said, tell him I'll try to make it. And he looked and goes, lady, there is no word try in Swahili. Either you're going or not. Tell him. Wow. <laughs> I was, oh, I'll be there at eight. You know? <laughs> like, think about that. That in Swahili, there's no word for try. Wow. We use try as a crutch to say, I really don't want to do it, but I don't want to tell you now. Right. Just say, I'm not going to do it or I am going to do it. Like, I love it. I never say try anymore after that. Wow. Like, bold yes or bold no. Just choose. Because no one wants to live in uncertainty and ambiguity. And we live a life of ambiguity. I don't know what I want to be. I don't know what I'm going to do. Because you'd never have to move in ambiguity. Instead, just say, I'm afraid to leap. Help me leap. Help me leap. Help me get the courage to leap. Because I don't want to live a life on the edge. Just say that. That's just, just, the truth is sexy. And it's liberating. And it's sobering. And what I believe people love most about me is that I give them the gift of the truth. My truth first. And then in some way I want to inspire you to share your truth and be okay with your truth. And I just tell you guys, I'm that same girl who ran track for Dorsey High School, who struggled to get through high school, who got kicked out of college because I couldn't afford to stay. That was on governments. I'm that same girl. I'm that same girl. I don't forget her. I'm also that same woman who runs a multi-million dollar business. I'm also the same woman who has seven bestsellers. I own both of those. I own all of it. I don't shrink to my greatness, and I don't live in my saga and my sorrow. If you can own your brilliance while owning your, your imperfections, if you can own your giant while owning your smallness, if you can live in duality, constant duality, the freedom will be earth-shaking. If you can live in that, see, either you don't want to be as great as you really are, and you're trying to dim your light so that others won't feel insecure about themselves in your presence. And so you keep playing at 79 watts when you know you're supposed to shine at 159 watts. And you keep checking the temperature of the room to see what the room can handle versus just giving the room you and letting them, if, the, if your light's too bright, then let them put on some shades. Can you give yourself permission to live in the duality of your imperfections and your smallness and what you're learning and what you still have to learn and your greatness and your brilliance and your light? Can you allow them to coexist and then serve them up to the world? To love you, to see you, to inhale you, to judge you, to leave you, to love you. You're just, some of us are just as afraid of being loved as we are to be left. Can you give the world permission to leave you and love you? So thank you so much for coming on the show.
Y'all can breathe now. <laughs> Where can they find you? Um, you can go to AbundanceNowOnline.com. AbundanceNowOnline.com. And that gives you access to my book, but it also gives you access to some tools. I don't just want you to pick up the book. I want you to pick up the book and become a student so that you can have the transformation. So I give you a lot of free things when you go there. All right, that's it. So I'm following the Star Wars format here with this interview, Lisa Nichols, Tom Bilyeu, Inside Quest. I, Star Wars started with, what, episode four? So I took you to the very end of the, of the, inter, of the interview. Now we're going to start at the beginning. Now you're going to get to hear Tom Bilyeu do the opening, and then you're going to get to hear Lisa come on and kind of give a little bit of background. It's powerful stuff. So here we go. Welcome to Inside Quest. If you're joining us, I'm guessing it's because you, my friend, are on a mission. You have a vision for your life, not as it is, but as it could be. And our goal is to help you gain the skills that you're going to need to cross that chasm and accomplish anything in your life from the simple to the seemingly impossible. And the guests we're going to bring on are the people we really believe have the insights and the skills that you need to translate your ideas into concrete reality. And that transformation is what this show really is all about. Uh, so why do I believe in today's guest? If I had to sum it up, she is gritty, and I'm talking gritty as hell. Her life story is a mind-boggling tale of profound human transformation. She was formerly broke and surviving only with the help of public aid, but this single mother learned her way to success and went from being on public assistance to running a multi-million dollar public company. She is now one of only two African-American female founders to have a company on Wall Street, and along the way, she has turned herself into an amazing media personality. She's been invited to speak by Oprah, Steve Harvey, and the Today Show to help inspire millions of people. She has toured all over the world. She was just telling me off camera how much of the world, and it's pretty crazy, uh, sharing not only her unbelievable tale of mental transformation, but the tools, the tools that she used to make it happen. She is one of the most sought-after motivational speakers on the planet, and her global platform has reached and served nearly 30 million people worldwide. She's also a tireless philanthropist who has been recognized by everyone from the country of South Africa to the Lego Corporation for her humanitarian efforts. She is living proof that it doesn't matter where you start. It only matters where you want to go and the price you're willing to pay to get there. So please help me in welcoming the CEO of Motivating the Masses, the New York Times best-selling author with seven books to her name, including No Matter What and Abundance Now, the woman Houston, Texas named a day after, Lisa Nichols. know and I've certainly told these guys a thousand times the rule that we have for guests is as I research them it needs to be motivational for me yes. and there was just quote after quote after quote that was just absolutely incredible and I want to start with a quote mm. from you if I may yes. which is I am my rescue mm. nobody else what does that mean to you because it really hit me um, it means that Everything that I need to get back up, I have in me. If I don't have what I need, I can go get it. 
And once I figured that out, the world was my, like, playground. Like, just, the question was just, where do I go get it? Where do I, oh, I don't know about that. Where do I go get it? Right. And, um, and I don't come from a learning background where I was a great student. I wasn't, you know, my highest grade in school was a C plus. And when I got a C plus, I did the happy dance. And, um, and so I didn't have a background where studying was natural for me. But when I realized that if I go study something and I learn it, I own it, it's mine now, man, it was crazy because all through school I struggled. I, the last time I took an English class, my English teacher told me I was the weakest writer she ever met in her entire life. Lovely. Yeah, lovely. And the same year I took a speech class and my speech teacher, he said, quote unquote, Miss Nichols, I recommend you never speak in public, that you get a desk job. And so I... That's mean. Yeah, it just, it's just, you know, it was, it was demotivated people, um, sad people, hurt people hurt, sad people make other people sad. Hurt. Bottom line, don't take it personal, hurt people hurt. That's really rad. I don't want to derail your story because your story yeah. is amazing. We are going to finish that tale. But hurt people hurt, hurt sad people. people are sad. That's uh, They make other people sad. Sad people make yeah. other people sad. Because people love company. Everywhere you are, you want company. And so without taking it personal, just see where people are. And so a part of that was I had to see who I was hanging around. Mm. And, you know, miserable people want company, you know. And I had to literally be willing to not only relocate my mind, but relocate my body so I can relocate my finances and relocate my possibilities. If you want this, I'll include So you just listened to Jennifer wishing me congratulations, asking about the reveal party which I'm just getting ready to head to right now. Uh, that's kicking off at around 6.30. It's 5.37 here in Reno at the hotel where I'm staying. The reveal party is at um, my daughter's um, husband's sister's house. Her name's Kara, and her husband's name is Derek. And they're hosting this event tonight, so I'm headed over there. I'm actually cooking tonight. I'm doing the grilling. So I'm headed that way so I can get prepared to do that, and then everybody's going to start showing up, and we're going to have a phenomenal time. My plan is to record a segment when we're doing the balloon popping event, which is where we're actually going to find out the sex of the baby. So hopefully, if I'm not too busy cooking or whatever is going on, I'll find a way to make that happen. But anyway... In this previous segment that I just posted to my channel, you hear Jennifer, just Jennifer, one of the kindest human beings on the planet, being really kind to me. And I just wanted to take a minute and express my gratitude to her in this segment to say thank you. And um, what a great community this is. And I do try to lift the community up. It's just who I am as a human being. It's in every fiber of my being as a human being. And I wouldn't know any other way. I couldn't show up any other way. Because it just, I mean, it's just, like Jennifer said, it's, it's who I am. It's what I do. So, hopefully, like I said, I'll be able to give you guys a good segment for later. If I do, I'll share it. If I don't, well, I'll just tell you about it later. But hopefully I can catch something live. I think the live stuff's the best. Okay, take care all. This is the sound of an outdoor water feature. It is 
made out of iron. It's pretty heavy if you hear me tapping on it. It's just got a natural rust and patina to it. And then there's a piece of iron across the top with a bunch of holes built in it. And it's like a curtain, like a wall of water. Very cool. And then there's a Zen frog sitting in the lotus position with his fingers. Just as you would expect in the yoga position, hands upon the knees, and the frog is in total zen mode. Very cool. Well, everybody, I had hoped to catch it live, but it went down so fast there was no chance. So here's the thing, couldn't have turned out better. Uh, the setup was, the board was up, ready to go, and the first dart was given in honor of Grandma, who was here. She threw the first dart, and guess what? The number one balloon popped, and we have a granddaughter on the way. Pink chalk went everywhere as the balloon popped. It was pretty remarkable. So I couldn't catch it live, but I did catch it on video. So once I get the video, maybe I can transfer that over, and then I'll record from the video, and then you guys will actually kind of get to hear it semi-live. Um, well, this is never live as far as that goes, but anyway, I just wanted to share with everybody, I am a proud grandpa in the very near future. We got some time to wait, obviously, like you always do with these things. The baby has to cook, <laughs> but now we know what the sex is going to be. It's going to be a granddaughter, and I'm actually really excited about that. So, wishing you guys all the very best, and we'll talk again real soon. It's time for cake. Take care. Oh, thank you. Mr. Bobby Coons, hello, how are you? I heard, I just listened to your station, and I heard the beautiful poem that Paul wrote for you and your granddaughter, because now you know the sex. Oh, that is so wonderful. Um, first of all, Paul is just... Paul is one of those people who are just so kind and so thoughtful and just has a really big heart of gold. And you, Bobby, I couldn't be happier for you. Congratulations. I'm so very happy. Um, yes, congratulations. Very, very beautiful. And it's a girl. How exciting is that? Oh, little girls are the best, though, aren't they? <laughs> Congratulations.